Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Culture Lust, the Seven Nerdly Sins podcast where we are given a random Netflix movie, no choice, we have no choice in the matter, and then we talk about it. it. Usually ends up being a pretty good time. My name is Scott, I'll be your host this week. I am here with James. hey And my buddy Jones. What's happening? And Chris. How's it going? This week, we were given The Last Survivors. It's a... It's a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, the IMDb says that a teenage girl fights to protect, protect the last working well in a drought-stricken valley from a greedy water baron. Now, a lot of these, um, a lot of these movie synopsis on IMDb and various other websites are kind. Of, it's kind of funny because they're off, right? This one is pretty. This one is off too because really, it's a a girl and her friend. Uh, protect oh, no. their water boyfriend. They totally kissed on the lips yeah, at one point. They, yeah, they did. But she also kissed the neighbor man. You know, she didn't want to, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> so there's. I mean, that's that's a good point, though. You, you guys, say, that's a good point because I was confused at first until uh, what whenever they kissed. That was pretty far into the movie. But anyway, yeah. the they they are protecting their own water for their own existence while they are searching out a piece, a distributor cap to a Cessna that they found so that they can fly out of um, a, a drought-stricken Oregon. Um, I like that term, water baron. Sounds uh, sounds prestigious. It does sound prestigious. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's just Uncle Rico trying to throw footballs over the mountain. God, I, you know, God it's funny it. too. Because I was like, how do I know this guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> what gets oh, me yeah. is I was actually staying quiet about that because I was hoping I could be the first person to point it out. Ah, nah, nah. I, I, I already <laughs> said. I already, you got me. Yeah. I already wrote the. Uh, I already wrote the description for the podcast for the notes, and uh, I already put it in there. Nice, nice. Punch, of course. Pal. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Punch. I think we all noticed that. <laughs> so, uh, did did James? We're going to start with you, man. Did Did yeah. you have any kind of previous knowledge, any kind of experience with this movie? And, uh, and how did you? Other than like that, you know, so when we were screwing around with the website that one time, and it came up. Like I briefly looked at it back then. Um, didn't really dive too much in depth to it. And then this time coming around, I kind of gave it a little bit more of a glance, and um, I was like, okay, this is going to be a Mad Max knockoff, you know. Uh, yeah. The drought, water is the current, not really the currency, but you know it's the source of everything that's going on, the source of contention, I guess you could say. Um, they're trying to like salvage vehicles and this and that. I was like, this is gonna be Mad Max. I don't even know, negative two point Like that's what I was thinking was gonna happen. <laughs> um, but alas, yeah, alas, that was not really the case. And um, yeah, we'll we'll get into it more, but. Yeah, I, I I have to agree with you. I was uh, there, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah. What about you? What about you, Chris? You had any previous I experience knew. with this? No, no, no. Uh, unlike some sh- movies that we've watched, I did not watch the first nine minutes of this movie before and forget. <laughs> uh, no, I actually had no idea about this movie. Never heard of it. Uh, I never heard of really anyone that was in it, save for Uncle Rico. Because I dig all the people that were in Napoleon Dynamite for some weird, creepy reason. But I'm not a huge fan of post-apocalyptic stories or settings. So 
as soon as it popped up and I announced last week that that's that this was a movie we we're gonna watch, I instantly set the bar very very low. <laughs> really? So you're not a yeah. fan of post-apocalyptic stuff? Huh? I'm I'm really not. I'm really not. I mean, wow. don't get me wrong. I love Mad Max and Road Warrior. Those are great movies, but they're they transcend genre in a way. And I love I love zombies, which is strange because ninety nine percent of all zombie movies are could be classified as post apocalyptic. But just barren wasteland post apocalypse kind of deals is just not really my thing. So I really was not excited to watch this movie at all. And whether or not that opinion changed, we'll get into. Yeah, so it's it is my jam actually. I'm a huge fan of post-apocalyptic stuff. Uh, I think your problem with it, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think your problem with it is there are there aren't very many of them that are well done. I mean, we named them Mad Max. What else is there? There's you know without the inclusion of like zombies and monsters, where it's just like you said, um, like a barren wasteland stuff. The Road oh. with Viggo Mortensen. That was that was pleasurable. I did like that. Uh, I actually that was the depressing book. as hell. <laughs> yeah, I read the book. The book is uh, even worse. I mean, I bet. I, I won't lie. You know, between me, you, and all three hundred listeners, yes, we know you're there. I cried when I read the book. Yeah, so. it's a good one, man. It's a good story. But uh, what about you, Jones? Did you have any you have any previous experience with this man? No, no previous experience. I, I'm I'm with Chris though. I'm kind of like, um, you know, post apocalyptic out. And uh, it seems like every indie film or any sort of low budget, micro budget film is a, a post apocalyptic film because it's easy to find these barren places and just, you know, film there for free. But I, I agree with you guys. Like, I, I came into this thing, it was going to be any other kind of knockoff Mad Max sort of thing. And I totally was surprised by how it turned out. That's, uh, I mean, that's that's awesome because it's really, I, I get excited when people get pleasure out of watching these kinds of things because I'm a, like I said before, I'm a fan of the genre and like. Well, I'm a fan of the genre. I just feel like it's, it's too many out. people have done it in, in the low budget film, you know, sector because it's cheap and easy to make. They've gotcha. ruined it for everybody. If, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. It's a, you know, it's like overplaying a song on the radio. I gotcha. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. Lions Gate. And, <clears throat> oh. and why I stopped listening to the radio. Shots fired. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio either. Too much streaming stuff to, to take advantage of. Anyway, first impression. So the the opening credits, when, when I first started watching it, the opening credits really reminded me of um, The Walking Dead, like the beginning of a Walking Dead episode. From the beginning, when, when they... Uh, the violin playing, yeah, yeah, and the dusty that's lighting it. and all that stuff. I, I, was, I kept wondering what was triggering, like, deja vu, and you just hit it. Yeah, it was total, total, total uh, The Walking Dead for me. And and I think the, the first thing that caught my attention was the music. I I think the music was extremely well done in this in this movie. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what, what about you, Jones? Did you... Your first yeah, the, I mean, I agree with the music, the... the the music had it was completely original. They had like a couple like strings people they put in the credits. Uh, so this entire score was done by just a couple people. That was really cool. But yeah, like right off the bat, you realize 
you know what's going on. They didn't say a word for like a few minutes, like uh, like five, six minutes. There wasn't a word spoken, but you have a good understanding of what's going on. You know that there's no water. There's not a lot of people. It's a dangerous place. Um, and I, I was just totally blown away by how they could they, they did this with implied visuals, and that's it. And I was thoroughly uh, happy about that. Like from the get go. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of times, I think those the movies that try to do at least low budget ish movies that try to do the same thing usually end up pretty flat. But but this one, uh, this one was impressive. This one, this one was impressive. Uh, first impressions, James. Uh, you know, opening credits, first five ten minutes of the movie. What'd you think, man? Same thing. Uh, that you know, you and Jones were just saying. I was. I really enjoyed how. They didn't really introduce anything, you know, you just, you had to take it in and pay attention to what was going on and kind of form your own idea of what was going on. They didn't even introduce character names. Um, like I didn't even know who the chicks, I didn't know her name was Kendall until like 45 minutes into the movie. Cause she like yeah, looked at it like a diary or an orphan log or something like that, you know? Um, and I enjoyed that cause it, it made me want to, I was intrigued, you know, I was very curious as to what was going on. And uh, I definitely got the sense that they'd been there and they'd been at this for a while because she had a routine and they had yeah. rations and they were trying to figure out a way to get out and all this stuff. So they set the tone very well. Everything felt, I don't want to say desperate, but I definitely felt like there was consequences to all in any action. And um, it made me kind of care about the characters, which is ironic because, like I said, they didn't even introduce anybody or speak <laughs> nonetheless you know but yet right, i still yeah. was concerned about right. the struggle that they were going through yeah so everything I, was being told i thought it was well like done narrative yeah everything was being told through like a, not a narrative but a, the the cinematography and really uh yeah. the production value i like we were talking about in the beginning i was expecting you know some fourteen hundred dollar kickstarter <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right but uh definitely not the case uh, the the Production value, cinematography, all that stuff kind of really wrapped up, uh, wrapped me in in the in the beginning. Uh, what about you, Chris? So I think as it's been clearly defined over the last few episodes, it's my role with this podcast to sort of swim against the tide, and I think I'm going to have to do that here because the text that popped up on screen that literally explained the entire plot of this movie before it actually started really took me out of everything. And I was wondering, did you guys just not see that or what? Yeah, I, I actually d have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I didn't see it either. Yeah, it's like, I definitely did not see it. Yeah, it's like right that's after the, the credits, they popped up and said there, there's been no rain for 10 years. And you know, basically things are horrible and bad and awful and blah, 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 blah. So as a storytelling tool... That's the tell, don't show. So they tell you and then show it, which completely took me out of it. I had the complete opposite first impression that you guys had. I actually was very disconnected from this movie and the characters because of that little thing that apparently I was just paying attention to that you guys <laughs> missed, which is weird because usually I miss things you guys see. And it really took me out of like i said like the first quarter of this movie i think that's, that's why i liked it that's so really much, odd i didn't see that we, stuff 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we didn't see that, but we still learned the same things. So it, Exactly, which is why it struck me as, un- why are you telling me this? Yeah, You're going to show it to me. Right, because there's uh, Uncle Rico, uh, Carson, Carson, the, the water baron. He was explaining when, when Kendall was hiding in, in one of the houses, he starts explaining you know, it hasn't it hasn't rained in ten years. You know, these idiots yeah. are over here drinking my water, and that's how I picked up on it, and mm. and that's what made it really yeah. good for me. I think. Well, well and she was the playing with I... the pump, and you know, all right, she's pumping water, and there. I mean, they they said all this stuff, but apparently they said it in the beginning, and we missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I must have sneezed or something. It must have been subliminal messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't very quick. It wasn't like the big long text crawl that Star Wars had or anything like that. But it did pop up towards the end of the credits, and it did, you know, outline everything, which I hate. <laughs> I absolutely hate movies that do that. Like, 99% of all movies that I've yeah. seen that open with that, or narration, are, are yeah. probably going to be bad, because they have to tell you the story instead of showing it to you. That was my big gripe with right. The Last Samurai. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, you know what? I'm gonna have to go back and watch that movie again after, uh, uh, you know, what did I say during that episode? A po- post-coital glow, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. So, something, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, Chris, so you 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 didn't enjoy the beginning because of the narrative, right? I, I'm curious, what uh, what ups, what what positive things from from not just the beginning but the entire film did you pick up? Well. I can honestly say that after a while, the the sting from the very, very beginning did kind of wear off. And as the movie progressed and started going, I started to get more involved and more invested in it, surprisingly enough. It really did a pretty good job of establishing the characters through actions. It didn't have to tell you so much because you could just see it. It it was a very visual, uh, dare I say, visceral film. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. A lot of the exposition was done without dialogue, which I really liked and I really appreciated. And after the initial problems that I had, it really smoothed out and through through like the last chunk of the first act and all through the second act and most of the third act i found myself really engrossed in this movie i thought the production value as was mentioned previously was surprisingly high it looked really well i thought cinematography wise it it was done very well each shot felt like it was telling a part of the story without being too contrived and obvious because you get a lot of the you know low budget movies where it's someone fresh out of film school and they want to show all the techniques that they have so they have all these really overly dramatic camera angles that just are pointless and redundant or asinine and just make a pretentious film and i felt this one was really skirted the line between dramatic shots and shots that set a scene and being too far. So I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed, surprisingly enough, I really enjoyed the character development between the the two main protagonists. 
because they didn't. You mean Ken- Kendall and Dean, the the, yeah, the teenage yeah, because couple. they didn't make their the nature of their relationship so obvious. Like I didn't. I thought like, are they brother and sister? Are they just friends? Are they related in some way? And then they you know kiss later on in the movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's going down. But yeah, they I thought that was kind of unclear a little bit. Yeah. Well, I liked that. I liked that. It was just muddled because it wasn't. They didn't try to establish the characters based upon their relationships. These are the characters. This is what's going on. And in this kind of a setting, with this sort of story going on around you, you're really not going to be focusing a lot of your energy from looking at it from the character standpoint on being, you know. A girlfriend or a boyfriend or a brother or a sister or anything like that. Plus your, he was sick. Yeah. Your main focus is gonna be surviving. Not lovey dovey stuff. So it was really striking towards the end of the second act when that relief when you know when she finds the the distributor cap. Uh because this was very much like survival crafting game, the movie. Because if anyone's ever played like, like Seven Days to Die and been looking for calipers for hours and hours and hours, that's this <laughs> that's this movie. Because they're looking for the distributor cap. <laughs> they're just hoping you know, to get the right loot drop for the distributor yeah, cap. That, that's funny because the music reminded me of a video game that I play called RimWorld. Uh, I think I don't know if you played it yet, Chris, but the, the music in that game was very similar. Really, uh, it was similar enough for me to yeah to actually look up. You know who did them both, and and it's not the same person. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's, that's interesting. You made that, that make that comparison. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm so I'm curious, Jones, as the um as the the semi expert, resident expert, SME, if you will, the, sure. someone that won't admit it, <laughs> but actually knows way more about film than all of us combined. Uh, what did you think about the about the cinematography? You know the the. What what Chris was talking Can about? I, yeah, Chris was I'm, Chris I'm was. Sorry, I just what's up? Interject one thing real quick. You lost a lot of credibility when you said you didn't see aliens. So I'm just, just throwing that out there. Just throwing it <laughs> out there, bro. Hey. Hey. I forgot about that. <laughs> we we can pick ha- on me later. Uh, don't worry. It didn't happen. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. This, this I don't is... know if we can be friends. See, this is why I say I'm not an expert. <laughs> see. I'm gonna have to uh, rethink because, naming my daughter about you after you, Jones. Simply because oh, he weird. hasn't seen aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but to go back, I agree with Chris yeah. a lot. Uh, all the shots were, they were they were there for a reason and they served a purpose. And I was gonna say the same thing. They didn't just throw a bunch of things like that they learned in in film school. Um, it was gorgeous, like. And and how do you make a desert gorgeous? And they did, and it was it was it was really well put together. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching it, and at one point I was like, "Wow, I wonder I wonder what Instagram filter this is because I'm going to use it on all my selfies. <laughs> I am going to use it on all my selfies because it is yeah, it's really very pretty. And it's, it's called an experienced enough, was, colorist. Like it was it was done really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was filmed in um, the Mojave Desert or Lucerne Valley, Mojave Desert area in Southern California. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I I spent a lot of time down there because it's down by uh, Fort Irwin. And, mm-hmm. 29 Palms, there's a lot of military stuff down there, but it, it's funny because I thought I recognized, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I Before we started watching the film, it, you know, somebody mentioned that it was filmed in Kuwait or something, and um, 
No, it was released in Kuwait. Yeah. Oh, okay. It I was, see. It was only it filmed was, in California. Gotcha. Uh, so, uh, for some reason, my brain associated released with you know was produced and you know all that kind of stuff and, and made in Kuwait. But I, I remember looking at the the gorgeous mountains that we're talking about, going, "Hey, wait a minute! I think I know where that is." <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah. So anyway, Jones, man, what what else did you have as far as positives, dude? Okay, so first of all. I never claim to be an expert. <laughs> Secondly, positives. Uh, yeah, the the cinematography. Saying cinematography is is a vague term, but the the color of it, the the overexposed highlights. So like it looked really hot. Like they made it look hot and warm and uncomfortable and sweaty. Um, I bet every one of those people smelled very bad. Um, I thought it was well acted. Like we, uh, uh, when we were talking about this episode at the end of last week's episode, um, Chris started to mention all the the actors that were in it, and James was like, "Don't we don't know them? You don't need to say it." But they they've actually done a couple things, and they're actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I started looking into that, like X Men, Hunger Games. Yeah. Precip- I mean, oh, not well known, but they were in yeah. well known movies. Dynamite, of course. Yeah, I, I will concede that one as well. And you know, locations they 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 had a lot of abandoned locations because a lot of times with the lower budget they find like one like factory and they film it all there. But they they found a lot of really interesting locations and they shot it well so it looked cool. Um, there were there were a couple shots that were really cool and I I really liked Cadiz the um the preacher guy. I thought he was I thought that that's just a really cool bad guy style to me. Oh God, I hated him. <laughs> I thought he was the worst actor in the whole. We'll thing. get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> he, well, so, I I thought he was more interesting than Carson, though. I thought Carson was very boring and not believable as uh, a I bad guy. But yeah, he was pretty wooden. Was I pretty I thought wooden. that they were trying to do this duplicitous nature with Carson, especially Maybe. like at the end. And I, that may have been his approach about, with like his girlfriend or not his girlfriend. Sorry, his daughter daughter yeah because i didn't have the slightest clue who that chick was until the very end it was like oh wait it's his daughter okay Uh, he mentioned it before yeah we we missed the text you missed the daughter message yeah yeah i missed half the movie but i caught the text at the beginning right (laughs) but 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 one more thing though i i really liked and i read uh read a like a review of this and they said their biggest gripe was that they didn't feel like this was a survival movie but I felt like they they got that message across really well that these are people just trying to survive and they'd do very bad things to other people that they don't even know to survive. Um, And she had a chance. Kendall had kind of injected that. Yeah. Right. And Kendall had a chance. And survival 101 dictates that you kill those three people that show up to your house. Yes. Like they found you. They found out you have water. uh, You kill them. Uh, Otherwise, they're going to do what they did. Uh, yeah, and I thought I thought that was that was so well done. Like I really believed the stakes. Like there was this feeling of f- stakes and tension and all this stuff throughout the whole movie. I really really enjoyed that part. Hmm. I I slightly disagree, but we'll I'll wait till we get later sure. in to discuss why I feel that way. Yeah, man. Uh, so the one of the first times in the film where I was thoroughly impressed was uh, with what you're talking about. Uh, Jones is when she Kendall was outside of a room 
where Carson's men and everybody was in there and they were forcing um, these women to send out SOS signals on the radio. And uh, yeah. they decided to shoot one of them and the the bullet comes through the wall and, and narrowly misses Kendall's face and she gets like some a splash of blood on it. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was yeah, super it was cool. Very well done. Yeah, and and it really was like a the first time I sat up and I was like, wait a minute, you know, this is actually pretty good. But this, uh, you know, this movie is pretty good. But that was really good. And it's along and they, those they, lines because that bullet goes by her head and it barely phased her. So that shows you like where she is mentally. Right, full survival mode. Right, full yeah. Survival. She didn't panic. None of that stuff. She yeah. actually backed into the corner and hid some more and, kept, and you know kept doing what she does they certainly didn't um, skimp on the blood well, no it was kind didn't. of cg blood at times right right but, yes. but when when it called for it they were and i like that part again i use the term visceral when there was violence it was quick it was to the point it was brutal it was just bam yes you know it wasn't overly <laughs> dramatic it was just this is violence. This is the way that the world is now. Mm. Mm. I got I got another point to disagree with there, but we'll get to oh, it later. You would. <laughs> you negative Nancy. Well, that's, that's funny. I, I agree, and I also disagree, too, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to echo what James is going to say. I have a feeling it. I Most might likely. as well. But, yeah, before we get that far, though, uh, James, what, what positives do you got for it? So... You guys have kind of pretty much already touched on it, but like they set the scene really well in terms of these are desperate times. People are acting desperate and doing terrible things and this and that. And I, I really enjoyed that you could, you know, the, there was stakes and it almost seemed like there was a timeline, you know, because uh, he was sick or ill or his kidneys were failing or however you want to label it. And they were, you know, running out of water because they're, they're, uh, their well had dried up at this point. And I'd say like one of the best scenes during that time was not so much the, the SOS call out scene, but the initial when the, the chick's calling on the radio and she's like, Hey, we're at such and such farm. And there's somebody outside with a mask on, please send help. Like that to me sounded like a nine one one dispatch almost. And I don't know if you guys ever heard like real-time 911 dispatch but some of that shit's creepy man it, yeah and it really you is. can't help but like get goosebumps you know and yeah. feel this sense of urgency as things are happening so i thought that was really cool because i'm just i was nervous when that call came through and she's like i'm gonna go and he's like you don't have to yeah right <laughs> that's what i was thinking too like, like you're trying you to doing? survive yeah. man i wouldn't be going <laughs> no absolutely not yeah we're start chilling man okay. yeah so and then I really enjoyed that there's this little kid just hanging out, man, all on his own. And he even told her, like, hey, you're not doing me any favors <laughs> every time she would come to bring him water and check on him and this and that. Smart kid. Um, yeah, the yeah. kid was, like, legit just, you know, that Bear grills on, all on his own at eight years old. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was one of my that was one of my, one of my favorite quotes, man. Uh, it, when he uh, it was about halfway through the movie or so, and, and she, Kendall, comes to visit him. What's his name? Uh, Sarah A. Albie. Uh, Albie. Albie. Yeah. yeah, it was Albie. So she, she comes to visit Albie, and, and he's, like, laying in the prone, like, pulling security <laughs> on his house, and he's, like, seven or some crap. <laughs> and he's, and he, he stops, and he looks at her, and he says, he says, wait for dark and leave. You're not helping me like this. And I was just like, <laughs> damn, this little kid's got his yeah. shit on lockdown, man. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
It is good, man. I I, uh, I really like that. Um, the location, like Jones said, like they had a bunch of abandoned spots. Or maybe they just had a really good crew and they kept tearing down and setting up. But I thought it was awesome. And I actually got like a sense of direction each time that they went and did stuff. Like I knew I knew where the broke down Jeep was. I knew where the Cessna was. Anytime they'd go by the derelicts, like, you know, I had, a, I had an idea of where they were, which I really enjoyed. It was good storytelling, in my opinion. I think they, uh, the use of the optics helped with that. Yeah. They, yeah, uh, they, yeah, they, they, they had Kendall uh, looking through uh, a telescope or a monitor. What is yeah. the hell? No. Is it a telescope? Yeah, it's a telescope. It was. Yeah, it was a telescope. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that really kind of gave it really gave the 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 sense of of direction and and distance. Like these people were just kind of you know tra- traping around the freaking open desert. And these mm-hmm. these long ass dis- distances. So and overall, I thought the majority of the actors were really good. The only one I didn't like was the priest. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like the girl, the redhead, the daughter. Yeah, Brooke. She, I just figured she was playing that entitled. Well, I don't want to say princess, but she was of, like the princess of the valley. The actress, you know I mean? really, the yeah. Baroness. The actress won America's Next Top Model like a, a year or two before she did this movie. She's she's not an oh, actress. <laughs> I was gonna it say that, that. Yeah, she was in Hunger Games though, wasn't she? Was she? No, she was in a movie yeah, called Ashley. I don't know. It's not important. Pretty sure she was the one that was in Hunger Games too, man. Maybe. What's her name? Anna Anna oh, yeah, Fox. Nicole. Anna Ariana her or Nicole is- Ariana Fox. Who's the one that was in Hunger Games that I got? I don't know. Was it Rena Owen? Somebody was in Hunger <laughs> Games. Maybe it was the main chick, Haley Lou Richardson. I don't know. No, she was in Split. I saw somebody tagging. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Huh. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, either way. So yeah, she she sucked. I I I, I have to agree with that. She sucked. It was. Oh, Jacqueline Emerson. That's who it was. Jacqueline. She played Sky. I'm not sure. Yeah. She was the um the chick that showed up with the hurt leg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the beginning. That's that's who I was thinking of when you said the redhead. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, she was blonde in that scene. You're right. Yeah, and, and then she was found right. dead. They, Kendall found her dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which was cool. I like that. By the way, there, there's yeah. there was some follow up. There was there were a lot of payoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what else besides the 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 daughter, the princess of the valley? What else sucked ass? About this, I mean, let's start with you, Jones. I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I, I, for for a couple of reasons, but the main one being, uh, I like how you interject kind of like the more technical side of, of filmmaking, and so Apparently I watched this kind of like. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah. You haven't seen Ridley Scott's Master. You may be unqualified, yet. but you're still more right. qualified than the rest of us. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, this is true. You, you so might it's, have it's, a diploma. <laughs> It's you easy might have to, a diploma on the wall written in crayon, but I don't have one on the wall at all, man. It's so. easy to come in first in a one-man race. <laughs> I love the love. But uh, yeah, so you, you I, I usually watch these movies. I usually watch these movies kind of like drooling on myself, you know, and then and, and clapping and, and giggling um, <laughs> without paying attention to what's going on as far as like the technical stuff. Uh, and, and I really actually enjoyed most of this movie, except for the action sequence like all the way up to the part where she crawls through the oil was 
was okay after after the, the the whole like finale was was lame as shit but um yeah so i'm curious I, jones like what 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 did you dislike well like i said earlier carson i didn't i didn't buy him as like this guy who would be in control of all the water um i don't know i just he wasn't charismatic enough for me but I, my biggest my biggest gripe was that this movie was just I liked a lot of it. I really liked overall the movie, but it was just boring, and it was so slow, and and very and slow. dare I say oh, it I was agree. very dry, tongue in cheek. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah. good dad All joke. Right. That was funny. I got, I got a three year old. I can make those jokes. Her cha cha cha. You're allowed to. Yeah. You have you have the construction paper diploma. Yeah. So <laughs> so there is there is a lot of forced exposition. Um, like when, what's her name? Kendall, she goes into that house after hearing the distress call. Uh, she's looking at Carson and Carson is looking at his daughter, Brooke, and explaining his entire master plan. Like, I feel like Brooke would already know all this stuff. And that, that to me, like what uh, Chris was saying earlier, it's just kind of lazy show, don't tell kind of stuff. Um, I didn't like <laughs> And the rest I have is kind of nitpicky. Kindle left water out by out for Albie, and then like the next day or later that day, it was still there. Um, that shit would have been evaporated. Like with if 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 it's as hot as everybody says it is, and it's just so dry and there's no water, that stuff would have been gone. But that's kind of nitpicky. Um, Brooke was shot at the end, <laughs> and everybody else is getting these giant oh, shotgun man. holes in their chest. She's got like a tiny little twenty-two hole in her shoulder. Um, That's the main character bubble, dude. Yeah, exactly. It was it was integral to the story. Yeah, the story character bubble. Yeah, that sucks balls. And it, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I, I have some experience with gunshot wounds and stuff like that. Uh, that's a ball joint. You get shot in that. I, I don't know why movies mm-hmm. do this all the time, but that's a ball joint. You get shot there. You're you're not using your arm. It's shattered, and you're likely to lose Speci- it depending on what gets. Tore up in there, or you, you take a shotgun around to the hand, like Uncle yeah. Rico did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got a mangled. You got a mangled. There's no hand. In there, <laughs> yeah. That's a shotgun shell. <laughs> you put put a little rag on there, and then have a sword fight. Like what? No. <laughs> and and I hope I don't steal this from anybody, but like, how did Kendall learn You're to fly it. a Cessna? So like, nah, yeah. I, at the end of the movie, she's just gonna fly that away. That was stolen from everybody. <laughs> that was completely Maybe obvious. That manual, the manual that was fixing it, also taught. That, yeah, and and just a Jeep uh, distributor cap is gonna work on a Cessna. I don't know. Sorry, don't talk, I'm done. Well, don't no, 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 no. But it's said, okay. the Jeep. Remember how <laughs> I, the Jeep. Remember how I likened this to a video game. Yeah. Well, she read the manual, and it gave her the perk that let her fly the Cessna. And that's yeah. I know kung fu. <laughs> yes, that's not how real life yes, works. That was that was. Te- oh, that you've was seen so that good. one, Jones? You've seen you've seen at least what, that. What's one? that one okay. called? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but that, bum, bum, that's bum. that's all I really have. I didn't hate this movie. The the thing that the biggest issue I had was that it was boring and it was just really slow. It was an hour and a half, and I feel like it could have been an hour. Yeah, um, I, that's it. I have to I have to agree with you know, with a lot of those points. And then you said that uh, you know little things that are you know like the water being left out is is nitpicky, but I. I mean, I I don't agree that it's nitpicky. It's it's like so. Uh, another thing for me was the the old man for the neighbors. You know, they 
bury this dude and and not to get too deep in, into the into the weeds but he's like this super old like caucasian looking guy and and they just bury this dude with a random like samurai sword on his with chest no story like, to it what yeah what why but that goes why are they doing that goes that? to like writing 101 and i don't know if chris has ever heard about this but if you include and it's it's funny they had a sword but if you have an, a, a sword on the mantle in act one it better be a part of act three and Chekhov's gun yeah exactly so the fact that they did that was like straight out of a book like literally out of a textbook and i didn't have a problem with it but mm-hmm. i'm glad that they paid it off they set it up and they paid I it did. off but i'm sorry go ahead yeah, I yeah they did they they did use it. I, I don't know. I, I got the impression problem with it. When I did too. Yeah, when she goes and digs it up right, and then she goes after after this priest guy, and all of a sudden, like James said, I you know I know kung fu. Well, all of a sudden she knows how to sword fight because <laughs> she did like a pirouette and some crazy ass shit. And, yeah, I stopped myself. I have right I have a neck. lot more that I, I wanted mean, to say, but I feel like everybody is gonna say the same stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but it's. It's like I don't. What what was the point? Like what was the, what was the point of, of the sword? And where did she learn how to do all this stuff? It, I don't know. That's when the movie started going downhill because that's when the, the the suspense started dropping for me. You know, there was no more tension, and it was more like a cheesy diehard with a seventeen year old ninja that never learned how to be a ninja, but somehow is a ninja. You know? She was pretty good and with it. it. I. Th- she was pretty good, and I immediately, I immediately thought, well, you know, you know what, an ultra nerd wrote this, right? An ultra right. nerd, you know, he's like mouth breathing, sitting in his friggin' mom's basement, and he's like, hey man, you know what would be cool in my movie? Swords, bro. I want some swords, man. It'd be awesome, right? And no offense to the mouth breathers out there. I'm, I am one of them. Maybe. While you were studying how to fly a Cessna, I was away studying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So, yeah. Anyway, Joe, uh, I'm sorry, James, uh, negatives, man. I'm I'm sure you usually echo what I have to say. So so give it to me. Yeah, for sure. So, well, let's start light and then I'll start getting into the heavier heavier stuff. So, uh, there was two points that I wanted to disagree with you guys on. And one of them was the, the whole violence thing being... You know, oh, it's violent and visceral and in your face. Well, the sword fight totally screwed that up because it got super dramatic and pointless. Yeah. And that really bothered me. And then, so, you know, we were talking earlier too about how, like, it's survival and she's got to survive and she's making these choices and stuff. She, for surviving as long as they did, man, she sucked at it so bad. Like, you come up on a, on a sentry that's out to kill you and you get the drop on them. Don't shoot your gun and, and like, give away your location. You got a hatchet on your hip. You got a knife in your hand. Like, choke that mother trucker out, you know? Like, do something nice and quiet. Like, so that bothered me. She didn't strip any of his gear. Like, you have literally one shotgun shell that you're constantly having to break down and reload. Like, actually pack gunpowder back into it. Take the dude's revolver that he tried to kill you with. Take his gear. He That camouflage was amazing. She took yeah. something. Why aren't you using that? Keep the sun off, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like use the camouflage. Take his water. He's probably got food rations on him since they're out walking through the desert all day. Like if you're surviving, if you're going to be in a survival movie, make it look like you're surviving. Um, just like the whole charity thing with the vagrants. 
in a real survival situation, you wouldn't have even killed those guys because you wouldn't have wanted to waste the bullet. No. They're getting ready to wander on. Let them walk just, away without just, even knowing yeah, that you're there. Absolutely. Just ignore Don't it. even give your position away. You know, so little stuff like that really upset me. But, man, ugh, she had so many opportunities to kill the main dude, whatever his name is, Garrison or whatever. Yeah. Carson. Like the scene where he's out explaining the plot to his daughter. Yeah. Shoot that dude in the back of the dome. Like, he's not even paying attention. He's completely unguarded. There's no consequences. Shoot him in the back of the head. Like, <laughs> I... I was thinking the same things on several several occasions. I was like, why? Yeah. They know these people show up. They showed up multiple mm-hmm. times, and there's only like yeah. four of them. Mm-hmm. Why not set Fucking up an ambush, dude? Get your, yeah, get your, for real, get dude. your busted ass friend with his jacked up ass kidneys, you know, crutches. Who obviously could do work because <laughs> right? he was one shot and people yeah, left he, and right. He man. <laughs> blew away a whole bunch of people. Yeah. You know, get that dude, go dig, yeah. dig a hole and freaking wait for them most to, to show up again. You know, five rounds. They don't even know where you are. Boom, done. End of movie. Yeah. Ten minutes. See, I agree with you, James. So I just I, feel like she's she's uh-huh. a teenager or something, and she's not like she doesn't know. Like she doesn't know to look for things. I, I mean, I agree that maybe she should, but I, the reason I I kind kind of disagree with you is because I, she just doesn't know any better. But I don't know. Maybe. You know. But the seven year old's like giving her lessons on how to be bear girls, <laughs> right? You know, how to be hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I bet if the I bet if that little kid would have been in her situation, he would have been like slitting throats and <laughs> like, like, like a, Jack, you know, like <laughs> turned a, himself into one of them and infiltrating a little <laughs> a little Yo- a little Yoda <laughs> with that samurai. He would have been like you know Snake Bliskin all up in there like, doing but so the, the the thing that really bothered me at the end, the sword fight, because that's when I I, I, I don't want to say I lost respect for the movie, but that's when I was like, oh, man, like I felt like they ruined it, you know, but um, I knew it was going to happen because it was you in just the, it was in like the. Yeah, so that's the thing. I was just Sorry, getting to say that they make these posters and they have to like live up to them. I feel like the poster for you listeners out there that might not know shows Kendall with the, the katana over her head and a hatchet behind her or like down to her side and then like five dudes standing in front of her like she's getting ready to do like a straight up battle royale style thing and just I was sitting there I even looked over to my wife I'm like so when's the scene in the poster gonna happen and then it's, you know as soon as she like goes and digs up the sword I'm like oh damn it really like, right. this is what's happening now yeah I, but yeah, the, I the issue I had with that is like use the sword as a last resort sure but you just gun down like six dudes that all had side you know side pieces on them or, or uh, shotguns and this and that and you just use your last round you like you literally just had to walk over two feet and pick up that guy's gun and blast the other two people and game over like just, movie done just indiana jones the shit out of them <laughs> yeah but no she wanted to have a sword fight and be all dramatic and just blur 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 and just ugh, ugh. it left such a bad taste in my mouth because the rest of the movie is pretty decent but then that scene just like uh, it killed it for me. It really did. It was a bad thing. Yeah, I'll um, agree with that. Yeah, it yeah. was. It really was. And I think a lot of a lot of that end scene stuff that we're talking about that sucked was, and, and obviously you guys are correct me if I'm wrong here, but the impression I got was Kendall doesn't really want to kill people, right? Throughout the thing, she had the opportunity, like we have been talking about, to kind of you know um, eliminate the threat before the threat even knew about her. And she mm-hmm. chooses to hide, and and there's a, like all this tension, and and you know all this like um, uh, reluctance 
to use violence. And something snaps when she watches her friend Dean get shot. Um, and that's why I think she, she started just, you know, going into that mindset. Um, but it could have been done so much better, you know, again, missed opportunities. Because mm-hmm. that was, oh man, I, I went from a movie that I was enjoying uh, for the first two thirds to what is this? I'm going to check my phone and see what people are doing on Discord because I'm trying to play video games pretty soon. <laughs> Because it was like, I, it just did a really a big one eighty for me. Yeah, it was it was obnoxious, man. Did uh did you get uh did you get give your negatives, Chris? Not yet. Track. No, I've been patient. Give give them to me, buddy. Because I have many. Because I, yeah, I know you're gonna sh- throw. Did you write out your sermon? Oh yes, <laughs> we're going up to the mount right now, and uh, mm. I'm gonna get on my soapbox. Well, not really, not really, yeah. because because as I had mentioned before. The, the entire middle of this movie really did draw me in and capture me and, and had a lot that I liked. The very beginning, as I, as I already stated, the text, hated it. But that segued directly into this scene with no dialogue or anything. And that, that opening thing where, uh, what's her name? Kendall is like going around doing stuff. And it's got that note, that sound effect thing at the very beginning. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? No. I don't believe for the I soundtrack, know what you're referring to. It's just like this one long note noise thing as she's walking around. And oh my god, I found it so annoying. Like so grating. Didn't like it. Huh. So yeah, I you see. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Apparently it. I watched a different beginning to this movie <laughs> than you guys did because I hated the beginning. Yeah. I thought it was I just that the soundtrack was terrible to start with if you could call it that it was mostly just noise then it started drawing me in which is kind of a negative because it drew me in because underneath all of that there was a good movie there was a good story there was good cinematography good acting good writing good exposition it immediate it so it started poorly and then turned it around and started drawing me in and bringing me in and I got invested into the story and the characters and I started enjoying it along the same way as you guys did. And then mirroring what you guys said, the moment she dug up the katana, the movie died. It was done for me. It was over. Like, that's it. Yeah, I agree, man. Because then I saw that and was like, what the hell? Then she pulled a solid snake, I mean, and dipped into the oil and did all this crap. And then she just like tactically takes out all these rough and tumble, really hardcore dudes like nothing. I, I, then just the, the ending was a jumbled mess. And I think what it was is the people that made, or at least that were in charge of the story probably didn't know how to end it. And that's the hardest part about telling a story is how does it end? Uh, I hated the theme the entire third act. I thought it was trite and contrived and it just annoyed the crap out of me. I checked out. Like I said, the moment she pretty much did the Simba thing where she held up the katana, I checked out. I checked out. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I completely checked out because the moment you add a katana, a random ass katana to to your post-apocalypse movie, 
You you lost. That's what I'm saying. Dude. You lost the fight, man. That's what I'm saying. A war is over. The the ultra nerd. Just, the ultra nerd came out. Pack, and that's what happened. Pack it up and walk away. Just just be done with it. All right. So uh, along along with that, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to keep beating it up, but there are so many scenes. Like I just wanted to say real fast. So you're in a post post apocalyptic scenario, and there's no water anywhere and you think it's okay to to douse yourself in used oil i mean animals die from that crap and <laughs> you're not gonna wash it off and all it is is a chain link fence with nothing on top i mean she could have just hopped and it was a perfectly dug out like rectangle too <laughs> like, right yeah it was so cheesy yeah like what what kind of security minded person is going to uh you know do that Let's dig a hole under our fence. Like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, so it seems like we have a lot of. There's a lot of parody with this movie. There's a lot of a lot of things that people liked, and then the same people disliked very strongly on both ends. Um, so, James, mm-hmm. your final commentary, man. You, are you going to buy rent? Banish? Um, did your opinions change from the from the very beginning you know how how did how did this movie wrap up for you so my opinions definitely changed because like i said i was expecting a mad max knockoff it's definitely a surprise as much as the the third act disappointed me i still really enjoyed it i'm not gonna buy it i wouldn't do that but um i'm gonna recommend it to some people like griggs you know our, our guest from last week i'm definitely gonna mention it to him and he's probably already gonna watch it because i know he listens but uh you know, it's one of those things that I would, like if we're talking about movies and it's like, oh, I just watched this pretty good movie, you know. So it's it, it's definitely a rent for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was it was overall good. I just the third act, man, like it's like a kick in the nuts. I felt like you did all this awesome setup work and you stuck to your guns with a lot of the the storytelling, and then you just I don't know. It was. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know how to it, explain it. Man. It was like, like a. It was like a jawbreaker filled with feces. It just felt so out of place. <laughs> yeah, you, so out of place, man. Yeah, like, they literally weird. had a bullet, you know, They're like, and then she just. Oh, by the way, here's the sword. What's up? Just, ah, was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jones. I. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You done, man? No, no, no. I was just, I was just gonna say, like, the one thing that I, that I forgot to mention that I really enjoyed, and I got to give him credit for, mm-hmm. is the, what was his name, Dean, the boyfriend, Boo Boo, the lover, the brother, whatever. Yeah, Boo Boo. Yeah, Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> uh, I really liked his whole in a world without water. What's the thing you fear the most? I was like, yeah, set that oh. bitch on fire, man. Like that was good. That was a strong one. Yeah, that was a strong. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Moving on. All right, Jones. Buy, rent, banish, burn, yada, yada. Uh, same, same question for you. Did, did your opinions change at the end of this movie? Uh, I mean, no, nah, it, it did. So at the beginning, I thought it was going to be something else. I, I enjoyed the movie. Third act fell apart. But it didn't really change my overall opinion because it's still a low-budget movie, and I didn't really expect a whole lot from it. So by that standard alone, I enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it, um, the whole rent thing. where it's We watched it on Netflix. So if you have Netflix... I recommend going to watch it. I don't. I wouldn't buy it, burn it, banish it, or anything like that. I do have to say, add one more thing though. I, I, I just liked the concept of water because it would be being the the most precious commodity and people warring over it. 
and this concept of a, a water baron was really cool to me. Um, which global warming, which, dude. which baron in, in and of itself is a double entendre because you know it's barren wasteland and he's a water baron. Um, and oh, Jesus, you're <laughs> just so the king of puns dad, today, man. Dad, dad jokes. So, and yeah. then uh, I like the, the oil derricks being converted into water pumps. I thought I forgot to mention that. I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I recommend it. It's It's worth your time until the third act, right. Just, yeah. <laughs> just if, make sure you're good and drunk by the time by the time right. that part of the movie happens, and then you won't know the, know any difference. Uh, Chris, parting comments, my man. Well, I think we've outlined pretty pretty well why this movie has an eighty percent critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but a forty eight percent audience score. Yeah, that's a good point. It was a technically solid movie that did enough wrong that it would pull an audience out of the story that it was trying to tell. We'll have those those of us that that are drooling and stuff are 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 going to dislike it as we continue to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I I pretty much kind of have to mirror what you guys say about the third act I thought the third act was terrible um, I, I would recommend a rent though because it did enough well that I think it warrants a you know casual viewing for sure I, I didn't hate this movie I was more disappointed you know it's like I'm not mad I'm disappointed <laughs> you know because it's set up so much so well yeah missed opportunities missed opportunities yeah Ultimately, yeah. So, I, opportunities. I, yeah, I, I was actually a buy again, uh, and I, I don't want to beat up a, a dead horse here, but I was a buy up until that third act. Um, uh, I was actually very pleasantly surprised by by the film. Uh, I knew that I was going to like it in some way because it's it's just kind of up my alley, you know. Chris, you have your your cheesy Jason in the Sky freaking, you know. Jason horror horror films <laughs> Jason in the sky with diamonds yeah yeah Jason in the sky with claws uh, that's Freddy I had oh yeah Freddy in the sky my, yeah, bad. my my horror nerd was showing there I'm sorry yeah yeah no no I, I I should know better but uh you know this so these kinds of movies are my my forte right I, even if they're cheesy like I I sometimes will scan Netflix for a crappy space exploration like b movie in intentionally looking for just to see what kinds of things are out there that people can kind of come up with um sort of like looking for another alien hmm. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Hmm. what's that hmm. i've never yeah. heard of alien yeah what is this is that a good one weird it's like ridley smith right yeah, totally. Rodney Smith. <laughs> Rodney. That Rodney guy. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it but it all fell through. It, the bottom fell out of this this movie for me. Um uh, so I I would have to say I'd, you know, I'd recommend a rent if you like the genre. Uh Chris, you got the movie for us pulled up? Movie for next week? We're watching Aliens next weekend, Wait. Jones. You and oh, Scott are coming over. Yeah, did you guys I own all it? of them on Blu-ray. Invite me, dude. Let me know. My, oh, actually, my, kid, my kids will be here next week. They can come, too. All right. Fair enough. Let's do it. Chris, you got the movie for us next week? I do. I do. I got it, and it's an interesting one. 
It's a movie that I have seen. I'm pretty sure... I would guess that all you guys have seen it as well. It is a 1994 film about a friendly, simple-minded man who finds himself in the middle of nearly every major American event of the 1960s and 70s. Yes, my friends. Oh, Oh, man. It is Tom Hanks starring in Forrest Gump. So... Just so, just so the listeners know, I, a little bit of behind the scenes. It's uh, whether or not Jones ed- edits all that shenanigans out or not. I don't know, but uh, we we lost Chris for a minute, and I pulled up a random movie just in case you know we had to you know, kind of wing it. Uh, the movie I pulled up was Death Race twenty fifty. So <laughs> I am really glad that you came back, Chris, because I. I am a fan of Forrest Gump, just yeah, like the majority yeah. of human beings. And, and so. I've actually seen Death Race 2015, and I would much rather watch Forrest Gump. Oh, this is 2050. Or 2050? 2050. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I have seen that one. Wow, okay. It just came out this year. Yeah. Hmm. I have no life. <laughs> well, then. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You heard it, folks. Forrest Gump. Go ahead and check out Forrest Gump, and then uh, join us next week. Next week. Jones probably hasn't seen that one either. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shots fired, troops in contact. <clears throat> wow. Anyway, for Seven Nerdly Sins and the Culture Lust Podcast, my name is Scott. I am... Here with Jones, James, and Chris, we bid you a good night, good afternoon, good morning. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Also, don't forget to check out our website, 7 You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at 7 Be sure and check out James on YouTube, The Day Late Gamer. You can follow James and Scott on Twitch with the names Slayin' and Daylight Gamer. If you like what we do and you'd like to support us, you can check out our Patreon site. And the Discord link is in the podcast comments.